So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Hey everybody, it's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. And uh, I really hope that today's episode rocks your socks. Um, We are talking about um, some really important subject matter. And uh, I think what we're about to go into is really the crux of long-term recovery from porn addiction. Um, So I'm going to jump into that. But I wanted to quickly mention, uh, for those of you who are listening who are from Texas or... Uh, maybe a neighboring state, I am doing a private dinner and I only have a few spots. Well, I only have a few spots. By the time this gets released, I may have no spots. Um, But as I'm recording, I have about two spots left at this private dinner. Um, So if you're interested in meeting up, this would be a chance for you to to have dinner with other guys who are pursuing freedom just like you uh, to get a teaching from me. I'm going to be teaching a new uh, mechanism for recovery that I haven't taught with anyone, and I'm giving a special gift. I can't tell you what that gift is. Let's just say it's going to take five to ten minutes for each person there. Um, I'm going to leave it at that, but I promise it will be worth, well worth the cost of admission. If that's something something you're interested in, the link is in the show notes. Uh, you have to email us to tell us. So um, we started by opening up these private dinners to people in our community. Uh, sorry, private dinner. Uh, this is the first one I've ever done. Uh, we started by opening it up to our community, and then we did tell people in our community that if they don't capitalize um, or they're not able to make it, that's no problem, but then we will uh, open it up to the public. So now we have a couple spots open. You do have to email us, though, if you're interested. We'll send you a link with registration details, and then we can take it from there. We can answer any questions you have as well. So that email address is in the show notes. That's if you're in Texas. It's taking place, um, let me get this right, November 27th at 6 p.m., in Austin, Texas. We're going to have a fancy dinner together and a really, really good time. I'm super excited. Can't wait to be back in Texas. And the fact that I get to meet some of you guys is like a dream come true. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, But without further ado, I'm going to jump into today's content. So uh, yesterday's episode, we actually, we went through some questions as well. You'll have to forgive me. I'm going through some more questions again today. Uh, But I really believe in, in giving you guys practical stuff. So sometimes it just means that two episodes back to back will look the same, but the, the subject matter is very different and you know the concept is useful for you, so that's really what qualifies it for an episode. I don't really care if I'm repeating content or if things look the same. As long as it helps you guys, it's game. So um, what we're doing today is three questions to identify the origins of your porn addiction. So uh, today's episode, if it, if it had sponsored, it would definitely be Jay Stringer, the author of Unwanted. Um, on Friday's episode this week, we are going to talk about his book. I'm going to do a review of it. And uh, it, it is definitely what has inspired uh, these three questions that I'm going to provide you. Now, like, like usual, I want to sort of set the table before we eat. I want to give you a little bit of context so that you kind of understand where these questions are coming from. I think out of context, these questions would be useful. In context, they could be life-changing. 
I, I view porn recovery in kind of three dimensions. And I think for me, um, my initial efforts to get free of porn existed in the first dimension. The first dimension is probably, I haven't really actually made a framework here, so I don't have proper names, but I'd call it logic. Um, and actually, I would call it solo logic. This is where we, uh, you try to solve the problem on your own by installing an internet filter or getting an accountability partner. The logic of it makes sense. It's like I engage in this behavior on my device. I'm going to put a blocker on the device so that I cannot engage in the behavior. Logically, it makes perfect sense. In reality, it never works. The second dimension is figuring out like, okay, when I feel tempted to watch pornography, I, it's because I feel stressed. This is how I cope with stress. And that, that secondary dimension gives you more insight into what's going on within you that leads you to that place where you are looking to pornography. But the third dimension is the real crux of the matter. And it's kind of the origin story. That's, that's Jay Stringer's language. Um, and what it does is it helps to underpin the narratives and uh, the, the previous experiences we've had that are driving our sexual behavior. And that is what this episode is all about today. It's about helping you tap into that third dimension of recovery. Because I don't want to see you settle for a unidimensional approach. Like any of these on their own are insufficient, period. But certainly, if all you do is dimension one, you will not get free. And if you do, um, it's likely that you weren't addicted. Like you might have had an, an issue, like you were dabbling, but there wasn't anything compulsive and certainly nothing addictive about your situation. If you only do the first two dimensions where, you know, you can, okay, you go beyond just the behavioral control, um, you're starting to become aware of the triggers, that is good. And that is that actually could get you free uh, from a visible standpoint. So it's like, yeah, you don't watch porn anymore, but true transformation of the heart requires the third dimension. And that is where you are really pinpointing the origins of the addiction. You, you are identifying the key moments, the key dynamics, and the key experiences that formed your sexual responses to stimulus, you know, to things that were attractive, to just the regular cares of life. And that's what these three questions are going to help you identify today. We're going to help you get to that third dimension and begin to do a little bit of work on your own. Now, I, I do want to say that, you know, these, um, these experiences, uh, at least, you know, from what I can, what I can tell, these, uh, these questions, rather, these questions are best explored with a professional. And so we, we do some exploration with these questions in our program. Um, you know, our second pillar of the deep clean methodology is healing. So that definitely involves digging into these parts of your past that have contributed to your issue with porn. But there's obviously therapists out there like Jay Stringer um, and many others who are quite adept at going through your origin story and working through, you know, questions that are similar to the ones we're going to discuss today. So I just wanted to preface that 
I highly encourage you to do this with other people, but if you're going to do it on your, on your own, these three questions will at least get you off to a good start. Okay, you ready? Question number one. What does porn offer me? This is a question we've been asking in our community a lot lately. What does porn offer me? And if you've had a relapse lately, when you look back at that relapse, what did porn offer you? What was it, what was it providing? That question alone is, is going to get you tapping in to that third dimension of recovery. What does porn offer me? Now, I don't even want to give an example. Uh, I will give one later, but I, I want you to try to use your own language to answer that. What does porn offer me? Try to just be as honest about it as you possibly can. Question number two. When was the first time I experienced what porn offers me? Okay, so if porn offers you comfort. Question number two then is when was the first time you experienced comfort? So question one is what does porn offer me? Question number two, when was the first time I experienced what porn offers me? When was the first time you experienced whatever you answered for question number one? Question number three, how does my first sexual experience or my first sexual experiences play into my answers to one and two? To what porn offers me and the first time I experience what porn offers me? So you can see these three questions are kind of intertwined with one another. But if we can really answer these questions well, we're going to get some major insights into um, where this whole thing started and what a solution may look like. So I'm going to, I'm going to put myself on the altar as I normally do. I think it's important. Um, you know, I, I, and I, I just want to actually take this moment to explain. Part of the reason I use myself in, as examples all the time is because I believe that the only way you get free of pornography is vulnerability. It is, it is being honest about the, the struggles, the difficulties, and the victories that come with this journey. So if I'm expecting you to do that, I have to be willing to demonstrate that myself. I never want to be the guy, especially, you know, like we're, we're a weekday podcast here, like putting out five episodes a week. I never, ever want to be the guy who is just um, speaking a bunch of good information, but not living it out behind closed doors. So part of the reason that I'm vulnerable and I use myself uh, in examples is because I, I want you guys to see me for who I truly am. Um, I, I don't want to be hidden about it. I don't want to present myself as this expert who is true, like totally infallible. Um, I got stuff I'm working through and I, I think if I can offer some of my personal experiences, it'll give you some insights into your own. That, that's my hope. So just so you know, a little bit of my heart. Okay, let's, let's go through Sathya's experience with porn, um, answering these three questions. What does porn offer me? So it's funny. I, I would tell people like if I'm in a podcast and um, the podcast or if I'm in an interview to be more accurate, if I'm in an interview and I know that the, the nature of, of the, the platform doesn't, they don't really go into the depths of addiction and whatever. Like maybe it's a podcast for Christian businessmen. 
when they ask me like what was really driving you to porn what i usually will tell them is that um i was coping with the stresses of pursuing an education it is a totally true statement but that statement exists in the second dimension of recovery right it kind of explains the triggers but if i think about the answer to this question in the third dimension what does porn really offer me the answer is very simple validation so porn was the place where i could be completely validated and accepted without any risk of rejection it it is was guaranteed acceptance because whatever i watched and whoever i wanted to engage with i could period nothing could get in between me and that interaction and that was a really validating experience on a personal level so what did porn offer me validation when was the first time i experienced what porn offers me okay this is a really funny one for me so um when i when i asked myself the question and i thought back to it um this memory came up now it's not actually a specific memory it's sort of a it was an ongoing thing in my early childhood my mom when she had me um i was the second child of the family and that's when she decided to not go back to work she wanted to be home with uh the kids and so my sister is 5 and 1/2 years older than me which means by the time i was born she was already going to school every day so for those first 5 years it was just me and my mom at home until my sister would come back from school so i would run or i'd be with my mom wherever she was going you know if she would run errands or went to get her hair done like i was the tag along and so i have all these memories of being in the back seat of my mom's car and uh my family if any of my family's listening you guys know how much i love that car i i infamously referred to it as the brown car or the brown cow because i had a bit of a lisp when i was a kid and uh i love that car man that brown car was was everything to me um and the reason it was everything to me was because of the validation that i had associated with it because there was that incredible safety of just being with my mom driving in the car going around the city not a care in the world because my mom was there and i felt fully validated fully safe fully secure within myself and who i was so that was the first time i experienced what porn offers me so how did my first sexual experience play into my answers to 1 and 2 This has been a harder question to answer and and I I would say this is where you really need professional help. Um one of my my tips in this is to look for transitions in life. Um because sometimes that can give you landmarks. It's not to say that, you know, where you had a transition is where you're going to find your first sexual experiences. Far from it. But um but sometimes they serve as landmarks. So like my first major transition was actually going to school. And it's funny because I know that when I was about 5, 6 years old, when I first started going to school, that was when I had my first fantasies about other people, and they were actually about my sister's friends. So, it's kind of interesting because I think um again, I I I couldn't draw an exact parallel, but I could tell you that even even the fantasy, what what the fantasy offered me, I still remember those fantasies, and all it all it was, it was just about being validated. it was about being validated that that was it 
my very first fantasies, it, they were designed around me getting a, an illusion or a, a forged experience of validation. So you can kind of see how these three questions all intermingle, but each of them gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And when I look at my history with pornography, like when I started to really engage with it um, in high school, um, you know, part of the reason that my porn consumption increased is because validation is, was hard to come by. I was scared to put myself out there. I wasn't the guy who, who was asking girls out and making moves on girls and all that kind of stuff. I was, I was pretty scared, but I wanted the validation. You know, I wanted to know that who I was was enough and that, that people found me attractive and whatever else. And porn was just a much easier way to do that. And that narrative deepened when I went into university. I just, I continued to seek validation. And especially, I would say, you know, pursuing an education really put my validation at risk. Like, I didn't know if I was going to make it into med school or get the grades I needed to get and, you know, appease my professors and my lab um, supervisors and whatever else. Like, all of it revolved around me getting validated and feeling like I was, I was good enough. And so this, this validation thing really started at a very young age. It started before I, I had any kind of sexual experiences. And yet when my sexuality started to form, that, that need for validation was interwoven almost by default. So I now know that a huge part of this solution for me long term, like I've been free for, you know, coming up on six years, but, but for me to continue to stay free, I have to continue to find better, healthier places to get validated. Now, no place is, is healthier than the heart of the father. That will always be the best place to experience validation. But it's not the only place because I have really good friendships. I have a great marriage. I have family that loves me. I have lots of places I can go where I am supported and validated. I'm part of a mastermind, a brotherhood of guys who are so excited about Deep Clean, who are passionate about what we're doing here, cheering us on, doing everything they can to help me grow what I'm doing and help more guys get free. That kind of validation goes a long way. But I, again, it's not about validation. Like it's not superficial. Like how many likes you get on an Insta post, how many downloads we get on the podcast. It, it's validation in the context of relationship and meaningful relationship at that. And, and that, that's what's been major, like pivotal for me in my healing and my recovery journey. Now, it's also why, just to kind of drive this home, it's also why arguably the most important moment I had in my life was forgiving my mom for not showing love the way I needed it growing up. Now, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to where I explain that a little bit more, but a huge part of my recovery was forgiving my mom because I realized, you know, I was like 25 years old. I'm in the office of a, an inner healing specialist and I'm realizing that I've grown up most of my life feeling neglected by my mom. Because she was very shy in her personality, because she was shy, didn't express tons of love. I always knew she loved me, but I didn't have the evidence, so to speak. And because of that, I grew up with this deficiency. And it wasn't until I, I kind of connected the dots, realizing, of course, like that deficiency, where I, a place where I normally got validation, um, at, at some point was no longer validating. And I sought other places to get validated instead. So again, understanding those dynamics was really helpful and being able to forgive my mom 
really took me back to the place where it all began. And it helped me to acknowledge that actually my mom did a great job validating me. She did her absolute best and I'm super grateful. And in the parts where she came up short, uh, rather than filling those gaps with pornography or women or any kind of other substance or behavior, I choose God. I, I choose to let the Father love me, to speak his words of, of love and encouragement and unconditional acceptance. Those are the things that I use to fill in those gaps. But you can't do that apart from forgiveness. And this is why going on this healing journey is so important. And it's why I really do preach forgiveness. I, I really believe it, it might be the most important skill or the most important tool that a person, let alone a believer in the body of Christ, can acquire. So I hope that gives you a little bit of an example. I would highly encourage you, like if you've never tapped into that third dimension of your recovery, or maybe you have tapped into it, but you, you need some help going deeper, start with these questions and find some people who you can go through these questions with. Um, definitely, like much preferably a professional, but if it's even just a trusted friend, that's still a really good start. So the three questions, again, to summarize, what does porn offer me? It's got to start here. What does porn offer me? Number two, oh, by the way, do not settle for the answer of pleasure because it's not true. If, if porn it, or if pleasure was the goal, then there would be all kinds of other things you could turn towards. Remember, porn is toxic. It, it is a toxic behavior you are consciously engaging in. So what does porn really offer you? Number two, when was the first time you experienced what porn offers you? First time. Number three, how does your first sexual experience integrate your answers to one and two? So again, this is probably a, a journaling episode. You're going to want to sit down and write these out so you can kind of see everything together. And if you're struggling with uh, the answer to question three, look for transitions in your life. So again, for me, like I said, it, it, it started, like when I started to fantasize, that started when I started going to school. So there was a transition involved. It wasn't, again, like it's not perfectly correlated. It's not causal, but there's definitely a, a link. There's a connection there. So I hope that helps a little bit. Now, if you do this well, you should have a very clear understanding of the problem. And that allows for you to develop a very clear solution that you can be really confident in. So I want to encourage you to, to search through this. Um, we're, not, we're not trying to over-glorify our past. What we're trying to do is get clarity on the issue at hand so that we can solve the problem once and for all. Because if you struggle with porn, you know how debilitating and how frustrating it can be to go up and down and feel like you're making progress and you, know, you take a step forward only to take two back can be really, really frustrating. So all this to say is um, be diligent with these. Uh, make sure that you're getting the help that you need. And, um, and I want to encourage you. I, th I think if you can answer them well, you're going to get a clear, uh, clear picture of the problem. And that'll lead you to a clear solution uh, where you're not going to be spinning your tires. You're not going to be taking two steps back. You're going to be actually moving forward consistently on a regular basis. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I really hope this helps you. And I do want to encourage you, uh, if, you haven't, if, if you haven't even got started on this recovery journey, maybe you're like, okay, this third dimension is way too deep for me. I just need something that's going to help me kind of just get a little bit more beneath the surface and get a starting point. 
I want you to go to ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's a free ebook for you to help you instill five really good practices that are pretty much going to guarantee success along the way as you pursue freedom. Much love to all of you. Uh, have an amazing day and I'll talk to you guys very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on your podcast platform. Now, I want to take this final moment to invite you to something that I'm really excited about, our deep clean VIP community. Here's the deal. We saw that in this space of manhood, sexuality, and faith, there are a lot of unasked questions. They range from relationships to sex to male anatomy, calling, career, and everything in between. We create a deep clean VIP for men like you who want regular coaching from me, VIP access to our podcast guests where you get to interact with some of the world's leading experts in men's health, a monthly seminar, and a community of men from around the world pursuing success in life and integrity in sexuality. Deep Clean VIP provides answers to your deepest questions, hope for a full recovery, and the necessary tools to make that full recovery a reality. If you're ready to take things to the next level, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and sign up for Deep Clean VIP at www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. The link is in the show notes, but let me give it one more time. That's www.sathiasam.com slash deepcleanvip. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.